Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and fix this next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast. Today I'm joined by somebody who starts her bio with Italian by birth and cosmopolitan by vocation. I'm joined today by Angela Santi and she is the creative force behind Dolce Vita Leadership Consulting dedicated to supporting entrepreneurs, business owners and executives worldwide. Now, I do want to just point out, listeners, that my Italian accent is nothing like any kind of accent that's out there. So forgive me if I've got any of that wrong. But Angela is wholeheartedly devoted to her work, merging practical leadership techniques with the essence of a fulfilling life. She pioneered, and she's going to make me say it again, the Dolce Vita Mastery Model, her signature methodology, and this comprehensive approach addresses everything from enhancing leadership effectiveness to achieving a harmonious work-life balance and encouraging cross-cultural collaboration. Now, I think, Angela, you've made me say about as many double-barreled and long words in there that I possibly can. But, of course, you have a distinctive framework that's been proven to be a game-changer positively impacting leaders' lives and professional success. And in the realm of leadership consulting, you excel in sustainable leadership, nurturing resilient mindsets and cultivating environments that thrive. And we all love thriving. We're not about surviving. Certainly this podcast isn't we're about thriving. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you very much. Hi, everyone. I'm so pleased to be your guest and to be with you today. And no better guest from a coffee question point of view than somebody who is Italian and is living in Italy as well. So tell us a little bit about the coffee that you're drinking today and why. Okay, so today I'm drinking, needless to say, an espresso. So it's a, a small cup. And uh, I'm drinking espresso because this is um, my favorite kind of coffee. Actually, in Italy, we have two ways of making coffees. We have the espresso and then we have this other coffee machine. Okay. So generally, we used to have espresso to drink espresso at the, at the bar, at the coffee shops. Yeah. And the, the other one, this one, at, at home. Um, espresso is very it's very short you know so little water so very not a lot of caffeine but very strong in taste the other one is boy the water boils and then you know comes up here so there is a little bit too much caffeine for me and uh espresso is is even quicker to to prepare even though normal coffee it's 10 minutes, so, the other one is one minute, one second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I have to ask a question because I've got a an espresso coffee machine downstairs, uh, an espresso pod, but it's a KitchenAid uh, American sort of pod machine. And there, there are several settings in there. 
and I drink a lot of um, pod coffee and generally they come in two sizes espresso which is great but then they come in lungo which is a slightly longer version of an espresso and everybody that I mention the word lungo to they go I don't understand what that is because I think here in the UK we've become very conditioned by the Starbucks and the Costa coffees to flat whites, cappuccinos, americanos. We don't really understand the, I suppose, the stripped back way of drinking coffee. Is is Lungo something you're familiar with or a slightly longer espresso? Yes, it's a, a slightly longer espresso. And uh, we, we Italians are always making jokes about ordering coffee because if you're sitting at the table with 10 people, 10 people are asking you for a different coffee. Double espresso, espresso short, espresso lungo, espresso macchiato, <laughs> espresso with uh, um, some alcohol in it, espresso <laughs> with something, you know, Americano or whatever. So the espresso lungo is espresso with more water. Oh. And by the way, the longer the coffee stays in contact with no the longer the water stays in contact with the coffee grains yeah the uh stronger is the coffee the the espresso the short espresso is the water goes very quickly through the coffee grains so there is very very little caffeine so the longer is a little bit you know like you want to to have something hot or to feel something hot in your stomach you know, for a good digestion and so yeah. on. Yeah, and this is a yeah. It, this I, is one I, of the ways. You, you've made my day just by actually understanding what a lungo is and for pronouncing it so much better than I do as well. So thank you for that. So, is there any favourite uh, brand of coffee or type of bean that you prefer? Um, you know, what what's your thoughts on that? So. Uh, my favorite brands are the local brands mm -hmm. uh, that produce uh, coffee in grain that, that then you grind it because then you get all the aroma, all the perfume of your coffee around the house, which is sure. something that you get with this coffee machine more than with the espresso, like the Nespresso, because you have all those aluminum things that you put into the coffee sure. machine yeah and the coffee is there since days or months whereas if you grind your own coffee it's yeah, totally yeah. different so as for the famous brands i don't like nespresso at all which is more american than italian i have to yeah. say yeah i prefer the um, uh, segafredo coffee which you can get um, like abroad there is another Molinari or Illy Cafe is another coffee that you can, yeah. you know, like find. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because I have Nespresso pods and I have a KitchenAid machine that takes Nespresso pods. But actually, I don't buy the Nespresso coffee because like you say, I, I'm not a big fan. I think there's a couple. I think there's an Ethiopian coffee that I can't quite like that they do. But yeah, I prefer, I pick and choose the brands that I want, but they've got to be in that pod format, purely from an yeah. ease point of view. So, And if I may, mm, I'm going to tell you a little secret about coffee. I was listening to a podcast by a medical doctor here in Italy, and you know, and he was saying coffee is good for your health, coffee is not good for your, your health, how many coffee uh, cups can you 
So of course, it depends on what kind of coffee are you drinking. But one of the interesting things that he was telling is do drink yourself your coffee at least two hours after you wake up. Because if you do that before, you are delegating to coffee what your brain should do. Because our brain is wired, you know, is created yeah. to make us feel strong and energized in the morning. And if you, you know, like wake up, you know, like crawl to the kitchen, get grab your coffee and yeah. drink it, you're telling coffee, please wake me up. And your brain say, Hey, what am I gonna do now? That's a good point. And, and it's interesting because I always have a, as soon as I wake up, I have a juice, a cranberry juice, and then I have a honey and hot water with a slice of lemon in it. And usually my coffee, thankfully, is probably about four hours later than when I wake up. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, who knew I was doing it right all along. So that's good. Yeah. So thinking about your your business uh, and in particular your focus on on leadership and sustainable leadership tell us a little bit about your journey to be involved in that sector and and helping business owners and leaders tell us a little bit of the backstory okay so i have to start from the very beginning when okay. i was a very young girl well teenager and uh, i was very keen on all the humanistic sciences so my high school was all humanistic i went to a humanistic university i'm graduated in english and american literature and linguistics which is very relevant to what i'm doing now by the way okay. and after it i i was like oh so what's next and since i come from a family of entrepreneurs. My family has a, had a huge business at the time in the automotive realm, mm -hmm. and uh, they needed a quality manager. So the, the skills assessment, assessment was, why well, you write well in Italian so you can write all the procedures and you know all this kind of stuff, which is not really what the quality, total quality is about. But anyways, yeah, yeah. it was interesting, very boring on the one hand very interesting on the other hand because i started to learn everything about the company processes so the company grew very quickly from internal growth and m a so they needed you know to make it you know less with the owner uh, governing the company and more with managers and of course all the managers were men but i was one of the managers and uh, i decided to quit the um, the quality and to go into the hr and organizational development actually i created the hr and organizational development myself for the whole group and uh, as i was there i was confronted it was the at the beginning of the 90s so at the time the leadership models and especially the women leadership models were the masculine you know all in and i all of a sudden something happened to me i started to question my value um not value as a person but value as a manager because my background wasn't business it was just you know like humanistic and so on and no one was providing me feedback i didn't have a mentor no one so i started working you know like hustling all day long working the long hours because i want to prove my value and at the same time i was confronted with all this man 
uh, not that I have anything against men at the work, but, but this was the dynamic at the time. Yeah. So I worked so hard that I developed an autoimmune disease. Okay. okay. And, uh, and, uh, so I, I, you know, I was questioning, should I quit? Should I quit? And et cetera. Um, long story short, it was 2008, the work crisis, the economic crisis hit and the company business collapsed. So wow. I had to reinvent myself and started, you know, my own business. At that time, and I'm really taking it very short, mm -hmm. at that time, you know, I was, you know, like I was losing my company, my identity because I invested so much in my in my work in my in my job actually at the expenses even of many other relationships and what i realized is why you know what was it for because at the end of the day whatever you lose on in the outside you mm. what you have in the inside is always there yeah so it really made me think and also you know the fact that i was developing this autoimmune disease, which I fight it only by changing completely my lifestyle. I embraced a totally different lifestyle. I understood that it was stress, it was, you know, a, a number of other factors. So I changed my nutrition. I started doing my meditation, my yoga, whatever. I mean, all the things that I like yeah, to yeah. do and started to take free time, realizing that, huh, you know, if you take free time, you can be as productive as working, you know, like 15 hours a day. Agree. Yeah. Okay. So this is why, you know, like starting from my story, now I'm all committed to bringing this idea into the world. And actually Italians have uh, an asset. We are able to be fully committed in what we do and at the same time we're able to enjoy our life which is something that we did during the Dolce Vita yep gotcha see the connection love mm -hmm. it so okay I, I think for for lots of people listening you know I've been in awe of some people like Dean Graziosi is is uh, somebody I follow quite closely and I look at the amount that he and people like Tony Robbins put into a day, but you look at how much they get out of their day, but also how much free time they have. You know, they're spending time with their family. They're getting time to go to the gym and exercise. And you're absolutely right. You know, sometimes we have to take something out to be able to get so much more out of it, don't we, in productivity. So what kind of difference did going through all that and fighting that autoimmune disease what kind of difference has that made to you and what have you done recently with that so the difference is to make myself uh, a more balanced a more centered person more self-aware because okay for fighting the autoimmune disease and for, you know, that like deciding I want to be, uh, I want to continue to have results and do what I do because I like to do it, but I have to find a different way. I really had to analyze how I was 
working, how I was behaving, and why. So the why is what was my head, the people in my head telling me. And by the way, all the people in my head or this crowd sometimes wasn't only, not only myself, but sometimes other people or the social conditioning, you know, what you should do, what you should do, and women here and men here and all those nonsense. And then I said, you know what? I'm gonna follow my gut because I've always had, when I was younger, when I was, you know, at the university, etc., I had a super dolce vita, a wonderful, sweet life. And for me, the quality of life, whatever it means for each and every one of us, is so key. It's so important because if you want to be effective in the in the outer world, we have to be accomplished persons. Otherwise, we bring all our issues with ourselves and with the other people and all the relationship our way, you know, like they're more challenging and so on. So I I didn't say that when I started, you know, my own business, I discovered coaching and coaching to me, I don't, you know, say I'm a coach. Coach to me is only a tool in my toolkit. So coaching was very important to understand how I was talking to myself, my brain's language. Hmm. So I, and, and then you can relate what these techniques are saying with all the neuro, neuroscience, you know, discoveries that nowadays we have. So this is the main things that I did. And, uh, and one thing that I did very early, actually in 2016, always to keep my lifestyle as I wanted or to bring novelty in my lifestyle while keeping my business and possibly boosting my business was to pivot everything online here in Italy when nobody was doing that. And Zoom, what was Zoom? No one knew. And I had so many people say it's impossible. And I was like, no, because I'm, you know, like I'm following an American business coach who's doing the same and I'm following that person from Italy and it works perfectly. So I did and my clients appreciated it. So this is to say that we have to keep always our eyes open, knowing what are our priorities, you know, what's important for us and find creative ways to accomplish them. Yeah, it's interesting because as you were talking there, a couple of things came to mind, Angela. And the first one is that you know, I've been having problems with my eyes recently and I've had to go for some tests to examine my field of vision. So I end up putting my head in this big dome and put a patch over one eye and the, the whatever he is, the optometrist, presses a button and lights flash. And I have to say what lights are flash. And I think in business, very often we become very singular in our vision and our focus. And we we lose the ability to look outside into that field of vision, don't we? And it isn't something that we do naturally in business. It's something we have to exercise. It's something we have to stop and take the time to do. Whether you call it awareness, you know, a, a scope of vision, whatever it is. Now, I think it's very important for what you said there that we do have that wider view of life and business and everything else that's going around us. And as you said, those voices in our head sometimes are 
our own voices, but very often they're sometimes very often the people closest to us as well, aren't they? Uh, and that disappoints us sometimes, but also you know it's how we it's how we handle that as well. But you you also mentioned there the um, the the sort of framework. I think you know was something you men mentioned in your bio the structure. So you very clearly had a structure of dealing with this and created a framework for that. Is that something you feel you help people with or do you help people develop their own frameworks? How does that kind of structure work with you and the clients that you work with as well? Okay, thank you for this question. Uh, so the structure, which I call the framework, which I call the Dolce Vita framework, mm -hmm. Dolce means sweet and Vita means life. Okay. Yep. So what is the Dolce Vita? Dolce Vita is what is the sweet life for you? Again, you have to know what makes you happy. Okay. So yep. in order to live a Dolce Vita and to live a Dolce Vita at home and at work, you have to have all the four dimensions aligned and in balance and in service to your vision. But what are these four dimensions? The four dimensions are the VITA is an acronym for Vitality, Inspiration, Techniques and Assets, which are another way to say vitality is your lifestyle. So your lifestyle must be in service of what you want to achieve in life, professional or personal, it doesn't matter, but your your professional life should be in service of your lifestyle because if you're you know like your life sucks and pardon me this expression you're not living a dolce vita okay so inspiration mm -hmm. is mindset so your mindset should be a growth mindset you should you, you should have this wide vision and if you you know, are working all the time, you know, like, you know, we, you know, like with um, horse uh, curtains. Yeah. So you are in the box. And if you want yourself and the people around you to think out of the box, you have to be detached. And actually being detached helps you making better informed decisions because they are not emotional, okay, and reactive. Techniques are the systems, the systems and all the strategies to uh, navigate complexities and to work smarter, not harder. And assets are your skills that you have to refresh continuously because the world is sure. going ahead, CBIA and all the things that are happening. But the most important asset is yourself. So I have developed this um, framework before calling it the Dolce Vita framework and then like a couple of years ago, I wanted like to refresh and my my branding and somebody had me to say, oh, you're Italian, so the Dolce Vita. Yeah. But I'm helping them with those four dimensions because I believe that you have to work in the four dimensions. But each and every one of my clients have to find what is their Dolce Vita and what are the ways, you know, how to apply the four dimensions in their life, for instance, not everyone likes to meditate. Not everyone likes to walk in the wood. I hate swimming. And some people tell me, you know, when I swim, this is my mindfulness moment. So it's uh, it's really up to the person. 
It's interesting. I just got off a call literally just before we spoke uh, with a coach that's in, in my group program and she was telling me in, in the one-to-one -one session I had with her that she'd been on a retreat weekend and she went through all the things that she did and I saw oh, that sounds great. That sounds great. That sounds amazing. And then she said, and then we did an outdoor cold water swim in a river. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I pulled the same face. It was like, no, that doesn't sound great. And she said, oh, it was amazing. I said, no, she said, I was a front of the queue. I couldn't wait to do it. I said, I'd rather walk across hot coals than take a, a swim in a cold river. So, yeah, And we all have that different thing, don't we? There is no single one way for us all to live the sweet life. I love that. I never realised what, what Dolce Vita meant. So thank you for explaining that. And, and I think sweet life for me... The word sweet gives emotion to it, doesn't it? It gives passion to it. It gives it that third dimension. So, yes, I, I'm with you. You know, Not everything's for everybody and cold water swimming in a river, particularly here in the UK at this time of year, is definitely not for me. Definitely not. Although it is probably for other people. So you've given us an explanation of your framework and thank you for that. Uh, and so where can the listener go to find out more about you? Where, where can they see this in motion and get more information from you definitely in uh, they can go to my website www.angelasantis.it like italia yep and there there is also there are always like free resources you know like there is a, a quiz now very nice to to test your leadership and of course Get in touch with me on LinkedIn where I have a newsletter and I love to connect with people and, you know, like to private message great. just for a chat. Yeah, great. Give us the website again because I wasn't quite, is it Angela.Santi, did you say? Angela Santi, now all of all one, one word, word. angelasanti.it. Great. Well, we know where to, to get that from then. So I've got to ask a question then tying into to this um, because you you talk about um, cultivating environments that thrive and we mentioned earlier on that you know, if you take time you actually can be more uh, productive before I ask you to share a lesson or a tip that the the listener can take away what would you say are some of the key ingredients to that environment which does have that cultivation and allow people to thrive you know are there any things that you've seen during this time since 2008 that have been common in that environment so it's key and even more important now that we're working many of us are working remotely mm. to foster a true connection with the people so and uh, so if you want to as a leader you always have to keep in mind that people are feeling either threatened or rewarded. And it's an automatic, you know, like a uh, response of our brain. Yeah. So all you have to do is to create those environments where people feel seen, valued, they can feel trust. So communicate with them very often, not only like once a year for the, for the performance review or whatever, yeah share your goals share your, your objectives give them enough freedom and autonomy to express themselves and make them feel safe and again mm. make them feel seen so 
if you uh, spend and I don't not even spend you invest some of your time in really talking one-on-one -on -one often to your employees or to the people you work with the reward is immense it's not wasted time yeah okay because you learn a whole lot of things about your people but for instance even why they are working in your organization it's super important because they are working <laughs> for you know like a selfish reason and for an altruistic reason so the altruistic yeah. of course they want to help you thrive with your vision etc but they're also wanting to create something for themselves so if you help them achieve their personal goals they will be yeah. the most you know like the happiest people at work so and never give anything for take anything for granted yeah and i just want to share a quick story because you've you've reminded me of a client i've had a client who's paid me every month for 14 and a half years since i very very early on when i became a coach and i remember he's a construction business and i remember some years ago getting him to sit down with his team who are bricklayers plasterers you know these are, are not very sensitive people generally yeah. and i said you know we need to ask these people why they come to work why they work for you and this guy said very very quickly they come to work for the money that's all anybody that works for me comes to work for the money and if somebody paid them a small amount a tiny amount extra they would leave and go somewhere else because that's what they do that's what they've done for years which is one of his problems so we sat down and to cut the long story short we asked people what their personal goals were and why they wanted to come to work and he was blown away by the different aspirations that different people have and one guy said he wanted to buy his own home from his parents uh, one wanted to get out of gambling debt another one just loved creating things he loved standing back and seeing a job well done and having somebody that he was in somebody's home he preys on him and this guy listened to it, credit to him. He rolled all the things out that he could to help people achieve their personal goals. And every single person that was sat around that table, and there were 15 workmen around the table, all of them except for one are still there. And that That's retention, yeah. And they've grown, people that he said they'll never achieve anything are now his managers, they're now his supervisors, because he opened up that yeah. door to them. And I think sometimes we feel quite vulnerable ourselves when we ask those kind of questions, because we don't know how to handle them sometimes, do we? That's that's the other issue. Um, so yeah, 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 definitely do that. So strongly recommend that. I'm conscious I want to give somebody a, a lesson or a tip to take away. So Angela, if you could share one thing that somebody could do something with tomorrow or this week something that could have an impact what would you like to share as a lesson or a tip with the listener i would i would like to share this tip don't be afraid of put dolce vita into your day meaning create a commitment of stop you know like i, I say like today i stop working at that time even if you are a leader and go out go to your family, go see a friend, do something that lights you up. 
Yeah. And create this, even if it's just a small, for 15 minutes or half an hour a day, but put more Dolce Vita in your day and you will not, you cannot imagine the huge shift that you will make because your brain will still continue to work and you will use that downtime, that happy time to thrive for yourself and for your business. I understand that for the an Anglo-Saxon mentality, as we say, more than with a, for a Latin mentality, we are all, always looking for those little moments. And you know, like, uh, it's, uh, it can be challenging, but please try. Yeah. And, and I think now is the time we're talking more about mental health. We're talking more about communicating with people. We're, I think even with the help of social media and also with the the bad things of social media we are communicating more as a tribe of people and yeah i think uh, we can all do that and find that that sweet life moment or moments in our day yeah i think that's a that's a great tip uh, and i'm certainly going to be looking for that in about an hour's time so that'd be great so final question then uh, um, and before I, I ask it i will ask you to share the web address again but final question just to get you thinking about it if you were to have your next espresso coffee in a dream location and you would have one of your heroes from your work life, somebody that mentored you, somebody who coached you, who would you have there? They don't have to be alive or, or dead, but who would you have there and why? And, and give, us a, give us a web address again. Okay, my web, web address again is www.angelasanti.it yeah. and I would be at Balmoral with Sir Richard Branson, who wasn't my true mentor, mm -hmm. but he is the epitome of a Dolce Vita leader. You mentioned Anthony Robbins. Yeah, yeah. Richard Branson, I think, is even more extreme yeah. in a sense, you know, even a huge risk taker, you know, also for his life. So I would really sit and have a coffee, a cappuccino or whatever with him, really asking about every single aspect of his life and his business which some i know because i've read his books yeah yeah but um yeah I, I would really love to go very deep yeah and and it's interesting because i i i think that's a great choice and i've got a couple of friends who have spent some time with richard branson on his island and had some one-to-one -one time with him as well and they've said exactly the same the the whole passion for life and for somebody who put his life at risk so many times in balloons and things like that. his passion for living life to its full and getting the most from it and helping everybody that's in his businesses do the same is exceptional isn't it you know and I think he whether you like some of his tactics or not you have to you know be inspired by his his passion for life and for helping others achieve theirs so uh, yeah great great choice great choice Thank you so much for being a guest. It's been an absolute delight. I think we've shared so much value from the challenge of proving your value that you told us about in that story all the way through to 
you know, having those sweet life moments in every day. And I think if we can all take some lessons from that, that would be a great. So thank you for sharing so much with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. The pleasure is mine and I'm happy that I could share some of my stories with you. Absolutely. Ciao. Thank you. And listeners, all you've got to do now is two things. Leave a review. Tell us not only what you thought of this episode, but tell us what you did because of it. Tell us what difference it made. Tell us what impact we've had. Then we know that our time that Andrew and I have given to you has been worth it. And the other thing, of course, subscribe. And then when new episodes come out, you'll get to hear when they are. And of course, you can go through the back catalogue as well and listen to other podcasts. Thank you again, Angela, for being a great guest. And thank you, listeners, for taking part and listening to this. And of course, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.